Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio, and I am excited because, as always, another great interview is coming up in just a few minutes. And this time, we're going to be talking with Shai Berger, who is the CEO and co-founder of Phonolo, and you'll find out more about what they do. But it is a significant trend in the customer service industry, and I thought, wouldn't it be cool today just to mention a few trends that we should consider that are happening Uh, amongst us before our very eyes. So here's five that I think are pretty important. So number one is that customers are smarter than ever before. People ask me all the time, uh, uh, is customer service getting better? It doesn't seem to be getting better. And I think it is getting better, but I also think customers are getting smarter. They know the difference between good and bad service. They not only compare you to companies in your industry, they're also comparing you to companies outside of your industry. And they see organizations advertising how great their customer service is. And therefore, you as a consumer or a customer of a business know what good customer service is. So first big trend, customers are smarter than ever before. Second, if you aren't already involved in doing this in your company or you're a consumer that hasn't taken advantage of it, Self-service is huge. Self-service is an option that that customers love. It isn't limited to companies that have call or support centers, and it doesn't matter what type of business you're in. Your customers will always have questions, so make it easy for them to find answers to those questions. You could be as simple as on your website having a frequently asked question section. Um, YouTube videos are, are great. I love how-to videos. Think about it. If you decide you want to do a, a, a home improvement project and you go to the hardware store, so you go to your local Ace Hardware store, I plug them every once in a while because they're a great client of mine and the feature of, of uh, one of my books, Amaze Every Customer Every Time. But if you go to your local home improvement hardware store and you want to install a new floor, uh, you can ask somebody everything that you need, help you get everything you need and ask them how to go about doing it. And when you get home, even though you might have even taken some notes, you still might have some questions. So what do you do? You go onto YouTube and you pull up a video and by golly, amazing. Uh, companies like Ace Hardware have actually posted videos on how to lay a floor, how to fix a, a leaky faucet. Uh, and, of course, many, many people have decided to put their own versions of the answers to these types of questions up there as well. So think about self-service options. Big trend in the customer service world. Social media customer service. They now call it social care. I can't believe how many companies don't monitor the social channels. And even the ones that do, I can't believe how long it takes some of them to respond. I just wrote a nice little note to a company asking them a question and complimenting them. And five days later, I got a response. Five days. I mean, come on now. That's crazy. They say on email the average is seven-plus hours. Well, this took uh, five days, and it was posted on on social media. actually tweeted it out. Uh, Twitter, by the way, is a pretty quick response time, uh, not unlike uh, email, but quick. You know, five to seven hours? Come on. Five to seven minutes. That's what customers want. So social media care, make sure that you jump on it, take advantage of it, and above all, respond quickly. Uh, A fourth big trend, 
smartphones are getting smarter. Uh, at least, uh, you, if you think about it, the the phone that you have in your pocket, that that mobile device, you call it a phone. The reality of it is, many people use the phone least of all, and it's called a phone. They call it a smartphone. So maybe just a mobile device is better. But take a look at what some of these companies are doing with apps that you can download and put on your your smartphone or, or mobile device to make life easier. Smartphones are getting smarter and smarter. And finally, a big trend. Well, I don't know if it's a trend, but it's something to maybe buck the trend of technology and go back to what's basic, and that is the handwritten thank you note. Uh, It never loses relevance. It's important. It's powerful. It stands out. So I'm going to throw this out to you. So maybe you don't or can't write a note. Maybe you want to send a quick little note of appreciation to somebody. Well, then communicate with them the way they want to be communicated. The thank you note will always work, but if you know you're talking to somebody that constantly texts you, then send a text message. Send a an email. Um, I'm using a service now called BombBomb, and that is a video email service where I can, using my smartphone, just shoot a quick little video and then uh, put in somebody's email address. If I want to type a little something underneath uh, the image of me on the video, that thumbnail as they call it, uh, I can do that. And it's pretty powerful. I usually use it to say thank you to people for uh, you know the opportunity to work with them or for a job that they've done or just some form of appreciation. It's powerful. So those are five of the many trends and ideas that you should be thinking about and taking advantage of in the world of customer service. And when we come back from our break, we're going to be talking with Shai Berger, who has uh, recognized a trend in customer service, and that is how much people hate to wait on hold. So his technology helps companies avoid people having to wait on hold. And he's also going to talk about a number of other things. We had a great conversation a couple of months ago about the concept of uh, texting and uh, instant chat and uh, the relevance of the phone when it comes to customer support. I think you're going to love the interview, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Well, you know, so many of the people we have on Amazing Business Radio are authors and customer service experts. But what I want to talk to you about now is the book by my buddy John DeJulius titled The Customer Service Revolution. It's not only a book that every manager should read, but also every employee. John illustrates ways to teach every member of your organization to have empathy and compassion for their customers, internal customers as well as external customers. And that will build relationships, create emotional connections, and foster brand loyalty for you and your organization. So if you want to have a customer service revolution of your own, this book is for you. It's The Customer Service Revolution by John DeJulius, available in bookstores and, of course, Amazon.com. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, and I promised you a great interview today, and that's with Shai Berger, the co-founder and CEO of Phonolo. Uh, he is a leader and innovator, and he is on a mission to educate the call center industry on how to improve the customer experience, which is everything that I like to do. The best way to describe what Phonolo is is that it replaces hold time with a callback. So, for example, if you ever call the company and it says your estimated wait time is 20 minutes, 
Uh, but if you put your number in, we'll call you back. I mean, that's what his company does. So, Shai, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. We're excited to talk to you about new technology in the industry as well as uh, what we see trends happening here because you and I were on a show together not long ago where we talked about uh, is the, the phone call going away. But before we get into that, let's talk about you. Tell us a little about yourself. Great. Thank, well, first, Chef, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited uh, about doing this. Um, and uh, I'm really an entrepreneur at heart. Uh, this is the third startup I've been involved with, and uh, I really love digging into problems that are, are tough, problems that are, that are tricky. And when we looked at the call center experience, we just saw so many things that needed to be fixed. You know, it's a, it's a part of everybody's life as a consumer. If you're a functioning adult, you deal with the call center, and there's just so many pain points there, and we saw it as a very rich area um, uh, to a, you know to, to to work on, and uh, it's it's proven to be very rewarding as well. Uh, it's great to build something that you can see has impact uh, on on so many people's lives. Right, such a positive impact. Now you're using the term call center, but today you hear the term support center, right? True, or and, contact center. Yes. Or contact center, because uh, you know people who have a question may not actually be picking up the phone, which we'll get into in just a moment. But I've got to ask you a question. This is your third startup. What about the other two? Ah, well, before Phonalo, uh, I uh, was a co-founder of a company called StreamCheck, and we did quality assurance for online video back in the early days of streaming when it was really hard to get streaming to work uh, on a wide-scale basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so we introduced the first objective measurement of, of quality so that people could actually see whether uh, streaming would work and how to build a, you know, build a network and a system to make that uh, reliable and consistent. Um, and before that, I was involved in a fiber optics startup uh, back in the late 90s when, um, when broadband was first exploding, and we were trying to figure out on a physical level how to support all of that growth. So that was really exciting. And that was, uh, you know, an offshoot from my school days. I studied physics um, in university. And so um, back then I, I had uh, a lot of knowledge in that area. But since uh, since that time, I've really transitioned to be uh, a software and startup guy. So you're a really smart dude is what you're saying. Um, <laughs> You know, I've I've been around a lot of smart people, and uh, I've I've uh, been and had a lot of smart teams. I mean, come uh, on, you studied physics in college. I mean, I barely got through it in high school, let alone college. And and this is a true story. My high school physics teacher, I had an F, mm-hmm. an F, at the oh, end man. of the semester, and I went to him and I begged him to let me take the final over or do something. And you want to know what he told me? Oh, and, and if anybody is listening from way back when I went to high school, they're going to go, there's no way. This is what my, my science teacher told me. If you promise never to take another science class again, I'll give you a C. It's the oh. truth. <laughs> I don't think I've ever confessed that to anybody. That's terrible. So anyway, you're a smart guy. And you and I first met, uh, I believe we were in Florida at a um, – at a conference, uh, it was a general customer service conference. I'm trying to remember who the the uh, group was. Um, oh gosh, it, it's you know it wasn't it wasn't specific to a uh, it was more of an industry event. But that's where you and I first met. So 
And I don't know, how long has uh, Fonolo been in business? Fonolo. Uh, we, started, we started in 2008. 2008. Okay, so it's been going on now for about eight years. That's great. And tell us a little bit about it now. I mean, the, the background and how it is really improving the customer experience, because that's what this is all about. Yeah, so our, our, our whole goal is to make the call center experience better. Uh, better for the caller and better for the, the contact center management. Uh, so um, one of the ways we do that, as you mentioned in your intro, is to replace hold time with a callback. So it's a really straightforward process. Most people have had this experience at some point. You call in. It says, you know, you're in, in queue to speak to an agent. Press 1 if you want a callback. Um, so we, we enable that. Uh, feature. Uh, and if you've used that, it may have been Phonolo providing that service in the background. You wouldn't know it as a consumer uh, just dialing in. Uh, so that's one of the things we do. Uh, we also offer a, a web product called Web Rescue where you add an um, interface to your website uh, that allows you to request an agent and get a call back. Um, and there you're, you're also um, uh, improving the experience by being able to navigate the IVR uh, visually so you don't have to deal with the phone menu, you know, press one for this, press two for that. And uh, IVR, also, for those that don't know, is? Oh, that's the phone menu. You know, press one for this, press two right. for that. Another mm-hmm. one of those parts of the call center experience that everybody dislikes um, and uh, really uh, needs to be fixed. Uh, and we also have a mobile offering for companies that have a mobile app so they can add a feature to their app there where you just tap a button uh, to get the agent uh, to call you back. So all of it is around this callback experience, um, but it's, it may start in different parts of, of the, the, the interaction. So it may start when you're in a mobile app and you need an agent. It may start when you're on the website, or it may be just an entirely phone-based experience. And so the theme there is that no matter where you are in the the journey of interacting with a company, there should be a way to get to a a live agent. And that process should be smooth and frictionless and uh, as pleasant as possible. Um, And unfortunately for most companies, that's not the case when you've got a, you know, when you've hit a wall in your, in your, uh, your, your interaction, you've, you're stumped, you can't figure out what to do on the web. Um, uh, trying to get an agent is often very frustrating and, and that's adding insult to injury. So uh, we really think that it should always be possible to to transition from where you are to an agent conversation uh, without you know starting over and without a lot of frustration. That, right. That's, that's yeah. the core mission. And I think that as we look at uh, how customers are interacting with their businesses that they they either do business as a consumer or in some cases business to business uh typically what they're trying to do is say let me try and figure this out on my own first self-service solutions are becoming pretty strong and there should always be a human fallback and being able to while you're on a screen click on an icon that says will a customer service rep will call you within 60 seconds or six minutes or even 30 minutes, but knowing that somebody's going to call you back, knowing that that option is there, I think is a huge confidence builder for somebody who wants to do business with a company. Yes, 
Oh, the, the confidence issue is, is a big part of it. There's such a psychological component to this. You know, when you're struggling with a company, especially if there's something time sensitive, you know, your flight is canceled and you need to know what to do next, or, you know, there's an order that really needs to be delivered and, and it's not showing up when you go to, you know, one of those types of situations. And, and part of it is, is, you know, I, I, you know, I want the issue resolved. But the fact that you're not sure which channel to use, the fact that you're not sure, you know, should I call them? Should I call this number? Should I go over here? Should I send an email? Should I maybe tweet at them? I, am I on hold with the right people? You know, there's that horrible dread where you're on the phone in on hold and you don't even know if you're waiting for the right person. You know, that horrible fear that you're going to finally get through and they're going to say, oh, no, you, you, you called the wrong number, right? We, you know, the not knowing is worse. So that's a big part of it. It's just psychologically, I think people would rather wait longer, and but but know that they're going to get the call and it's the right person, and the person is going to know what what they're calling about. You know. All right. So there's two things I want to talk about now. First is is that right person, and then I want to talk about something that's recently happened, and how your technology may or may not have worked in this situation. The first is the right the right person. So if I, I'm just going to ask it, if I'm a customer and I'm on a website and I'm bouncing around to different pages, are you telling me that where I'm at the website, when I decide to click on the icon to have a service rep call me back, will determine a certain person will call? In other words, if I'm on a different page, might a different person from another expertise, you know, how, you know, instead of having to push one for this, two for that, three for that, four, it'll know I'm on the sales page. It'll know I'm on a support page. Will it know that so that the right person calls me back? Because that's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. It, either it will know or will give you, you know, the, the option um, uh, to click on you know, the, right, the right person uh, for your situation. Um, you know, the, the, it, it's okay to give to, to, to make people uh, you know to give them the choice of what kind of agent they want uh, or, or but the idea the the most important thing is for it to be clear what queue they're getting into and make sure that it matches their needs um, so that they know that, that when they get the call back it'll be the, the right person right I like that I like that so maybe it's not necessarily uh, a software that based on the page I'm at, but I click on this and it might ask me, are you, are you call, are you, do you want us to call you about uh, purchasing this? Do you have a customer service issue, uh, you know, or some other issue? Great. So uh, two weeks, three weeks ago, major debacle in the airline industry. You know, the, it was a meltdown for Delta a few weeks before that, a meltdown for Southwest airlines. I can right. only imagine what, the passengers were going through this would have been a great great uh service if they if i know this when i call as an executive platinum member of american airlines when it's really busy they have that function to call back they don't necessarily have it for all of the other passengers but this would have been the perfect time for them to implement this type of situation or this type of uh, a program right you know a lot of times so you you have some kind of uh, disaster and you know the systems are down or there's weather and and you know as a company you can't fix that uh, all you can do is try to, to deal with a deluge of calls the best you can um, now part of part of the problem is that a lot of people you know they're going to be calling in and there's nothing you can do for them anyway so they're just clogging up the phone lines and making it worse for everybody 
uh, when even if you get through to the agent, you know, there's no there's no assistance there to help them. So, you know, part of the thing is that companies, you know, if they make information available uh, to people, they can avoid a lot of that excess call volume. Uh, the other thing they can do, uh, as you mentioned, is offer a callback uh, and give people a schedule. Um, you know, you can expect a call at this time. And then at least people, you know, it brings the anxiety level down. You know, they're not, they're not on hold, you know, with the phone to their ear hoping their battery doesn't run out. They have some expectation of, of what to do. It's okay, the call's not going to be for 20 minutes. Fine, I'll go get a coffee. There's nothing I can do anyway. Right. So at least you can bring the, you know, the anxiety down, bring the temperature down. Um, and people the know. other thing you can do. They know that if they can, if you say you're going to wait on hold for 20 minutes or someone will call you back, anybody that's gone through this before knows the call back is the same as being on hold. It really is. Right. Yeah. So. Right. The other thing uh, that you can do, and, and we've started offering this service, is that once you sign up for the callback, part of that process is we say, can we send you a text message? And then after, you know, and you say you press one to, to accept that offer. And then, so you're in the queue and you get a text message that says, okay, well, just to let you know, you are in the queue and maybe here's estimated uh, waiting time or, you know, where you are in line. And that's another point of reassurance. You know, some part of it is, is, you know, I'm on the phone and I don't know if I'm even in the right line and I don't know if anyone's going to bring get to me. So you can solve that with the callback. But then there's another level of anxiety is, well, what if they don't call me back? What, you know, how do I know I'm still in line? So having a, the, that, that text message is, you know, putting out another lifeline to people to show them, to you know, reassure once again, yes, we haven't forgotten about you. You know, the fact that you've gotten the text message uh, shows that there is this, this connection, right? Um, and you can, uh, we can continue to send updates saying, you know, yes, you're still in line or it's going to be another 10 minutes or, you know, we're sorry, we still can't get to you. Uh, any of those messages, you know, just help to bring down the right. anxiety and, that's, that's uh, a powerful, especially in a crisis situation that was happening when, you know, and I can imagine you've got your utility companies when, you know, your, your cable goes out, uh, and hundreds or thousands of homes are calling, the support center to find out when the cable is going to get back up. There's probably a great way for your software and your program and the combination of the callback and the texting to work. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to talk more about the texting and instant chat and the importance and the relevance of even phone being a part of customer support today. So don't go away. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with Shy Berger. He is an awesome, smart dude and the CEO of Phone Alone. We'll be right back. Chef Hyken here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24 7 365 days a year just go to www.shepondemand.com once again that's shepondemand.com and remember always be amazing this is amazing business radio with shep hyken we're back on amazing business radio talking to shy burger and uh, this whole notion that you talk about the callbacks great, and then you layer on the uh, 
comforting uh, approach of saying we're going to text you to tell you yes you're you're still we're, we're planning to call you back or here's a, a message we want to send you as you wait I think that's phenomenal um, one of the things I know is when somebody's dealing with chat or texting in a support center they're able to handle more than one customer at a time um, any comment about that I I personally don't know if it saves uh, a company time but it does get the customer uh, some type of response quicker. Uh, if you've got three customers you're dealing with, it's still you're still having to deal with three customers and solving three problems. If you dealt with them individually, it might take about the same amount of time. But the customer probably feels better, and you're dealing with three times the volume at once. Right. Yeah, the, the idea of doing customer service over chat or over messaging, and those are slightly different terms. We can circle back to that if you mm-hmm. want. Uh, I mean, it's a really exciting development in the industry right now, and there's a, there's a lot of angles to this. You know, one of them is a consumer preference issue. It's that you know the, ne- the new generation of consumers, this is how they live their lives, is with messaging back and forth and text-based interaction. So it's it's about matching what you know is comfortable for the consumer. Part of it is cost savings on the back end, as you mentioned. Um, and initially, people thought, oh, an agent can handle lots of different conversations in parallel. And we're finding that in the real world, that's uh, a lower number. Uh, maybe people can do one and a half or two times uh, what they would do as a as a voice agent, but it's still, you know, uh, some savings there. And then uh, as a third aspect, it brings in the possibility of more and more automation um, where responses can be provided by a computer rather than a person. Um, and the computer and the person can, uh, you know, the human agent and the artificial agent uh, can sort of share the workload um, in different ways uh, to uh, make the, uh, the interaction faster and, and lower costs. And that's really getting to the bleeding edge, to, to the very frontier uh, of where we are in customer service. I know this is huge. So imagine that uh, I get a text back from the company and I would naturally assume uh, they're using my name, uh, they're uh, addressing my very specific issue, that it is a person doing this. But the reality of it is, with technology today, it could be artificial intelligence. Right. And we need to be careful with the term artificial intelligence. There's this funny thing, you know, so Facebook uh, opened up their messaging platform to automated messaging, uh, a.k.a. bots. This is uh, about a month ago, two months ago, mm-hmm. and uh, no, it was in May. Uh, the time is flying by now. So I don't know if you remember, but back in May, the whole world went crazy for chatbots, and like it was the headline on every technology blog, and TechCrunch declared chatbots the new app store, and this was going to be bigger than iPhone. I mean, it was really over the top, and I think a lot of people got confused a little bit. Some wires got crossed that. You know, we had hit some threshold where now we were going to be interacting with computers like a sort of HAL 9000 sort of scenario. <laughs> HAL 9000, yeah. Or, or data from Star Trek for, mm-hmm. for the other generation. Or uh, oh, what's Iron Man's assistant? Oh, what's that guy's name? Uh, you know Iron Man. Right, I know Iron Man. I'm trying to think. Um, He's got his, – his assistant has a name. Right. Uh, Jarvis. Jarvis. Mm-hmm. It's funny how every generation – has an iconic, per, you know, uh, identity for the AI sort of uh, uh, scenario for the for the. So if you're talking to someone who's 50, you use HAL 9000. If you're talking to someone who's 
40, you use data from Star Trek. And if you're talking to someone who's 20, you use Iron Man. But anyway, they all mean the same thing. Like the idea that you can have this natural back and forth conversation with a computer. And, and just to throw cold water on it, we're nowhere near that kind of interaction. I mean, nowhere near that. I mean, we might be uh, decades away from that kind of dream world where you can really have a natural language conversation with a computer. Well, um, I think natural we, language voice to voice, but I think the analytics and the data and the predictive, um, you know, ability to kind of anticipate what the customer is going to ask. And th this is my understanding of how it works. The computer is smart enough to give answers to basic questions. It's also smart enough to recognize when the customer's confused. And the moment it senses that, it automatically flips it over to a human to finish and fix the conversation. That's right. So we have, we're at the point where we can have very, very simple queries back and forth, like, you know, what time does the store close? Or it, can you track this package? Or is my flight on time? So we're at that stage. Uh, and those were kinds of the demonstrations that were being given uh, in the spring when the bot mania was, was uh, you know, the, the top news. And I think some people took that a little bit too far in their exuberance. Uh, the reality is that, that we're still at a very early stage in that game and that uh, the, the idea that we can offload significant amounts of, of the agent work to this uh, automated interaction. All right, so I, I, would, I won't disagree with that, but I believe that what makes it work so well is that even those basic questions are a major percentage of a call center or support center's volume. And so if we can offload the basic questions until they get more complicated, we might be uh, becoming more, you know, it might be 20%, 30%, 40% more efficient by getting rid of the basics. This is true. Uh, what we're really doing there is replacing what's already part of the self-service world with another way to do self-service. So for example, you know, if you want to track your package with FedEx or whatever, uh, you can go to their website and put in your number and mm -hmm. you can track the package. Uh, you might have the FedEx app uh, on your phone. You can track it that way. There is a desktop widget you can have on your computer to track a package. Um, and now uh, perhaps you could chat and say, hey, track this package, and you'll get the answer back. So the the process, you know, the, that interaction is is the same, just you've got lots of different channels to do it in. Um, but that hasn't really uh, climbed up that hierarchy of complexity. It's just doing uh, a self-serve type interaction, but in a new mode of communication. Yeah, and I think as as the computer learns more about what these questions are, and, and that's part of what computers do is they can learn. Uh, it's not just that they're being programmed properly. Uh, let's, as we start to run out of time, I want to talk about something that you and I talked about on our last big conversation, which is, is the call center, uh, or is the phone call a dying uh, channel? And you know, way back in the day, other than actually going to somewhere and, and meeting face-to-face -face 
with somebody, the phone was picked up and you actually talked to the customer service department, which turned into a call center or a contact center or a support center. And really, for what I would say decades, phone was the primary focus of support. But today that's changing. Yeah, the the nature of the calls are changing. What's happened is that self-serve has gotten very good um, and very prolific. Um, and so that and that's happened because of both sides of the equation. On one side, the tools have gotten good. So, you know, websites are designed well and are able. You know, companies put as many functions as possible available through self-serve because it's in their interest, right? Um, and we have access through smartphones and potentially through chat, as we just spoke. Uh, so the tools are good. And on the other side of the equation, consumers have change their preferences and their behaviors so that that is now what they want. Everybody everybody wants to do self-serve first, um, or most people, I should say. Um, you know, there are some, maybe people uh, of the very uh, uh, older age groups that, that are still hesitant to do that. But, you know, by far, most consumers would rather uh, look up the, you know, track their package in a self-serve manner than call an agent, right? So we don't mm-hmm. we don't call the, the the we don't we don't want to talk to someone anymore to confirm our flight. That to us feels like a waste of our time, right? So um, the kinds of calls that end up with a, a live person with an agent um, are no longer those easy, quick, short phone calls. They are now only you know they're reserved for issues that are complicated or contentious. The edge type cases that aren't handled by self-serve or when something's gone wrong or when something's really urgent. Uh, And so the quantity might have gone down in terms of total phone calls, but the complexity of those calls has gone up. And so that, that shift means several things. Number one, it means your agents need to be good because when they're talking to someone, it's, it's often when uh, there's already been a problem and tempers are high. And so, this is a make or break moment for you and your brand, right? Uh, second, it means uh, you know, offshoring to find the cheapest human labor is going to be counterproductive because you know, in the days where people called in to check if their flight was on time or track a package, you could send that off to someone with minimal training. But uh, those calls don't happen anymore. So there's no point in sending those to, to the lowest labor uh uh, kind of uh, operator. Uh, and third, it means you know you you, you want to equip your your agents. You want to surround that phone call, that that live agent experience, um, with the best technology possible. You want it to start on the right foot. You want people to uh, get to the agents quickly and efficiently. You don't want to waste agent time repeating information or having the agent you know, ask you for your 17-digit number again when you already punched it in. Those kinds that of things. That drives me you crazy. Wanna, <laughs> everybody hates that. Everybody hates that. So you want to get all that junk out of the way and have uh, customers and agents connected um, in a smooth, frustration-free way. Well, it's And I think that's what, obviously, your technology supports that. And I think a company that's smart will take a look at you know, uh, replacing hold time with a callback. They'll, they'll figure out ways to integrate uh, texting or chat 
uh, taking a look at you know the chat bot to pick up at least the basic questions and uh, recognize that hey and we talked about this and I think we came to mutual consensus the last time is the phone is not dead it but it, and it's not even on life support for that matter it's it's always the fallback when things become tough when it, as you mentioned a contentious situation uh, when customers are on the edge. This is the opportunity for the call center and support center to step up and deliver an experience that's going to save the customer, uh, that's going to give that customer what they need in the most efficient way possible, in the most convenient way possible. So uh, great information, Shai. Uh, I, I love talking to you. I think you're, you're like I mentioned at the, at the beginning, we, we knew you were smart, but then when we found out you studied physics, this is your third startup, it was all about data and, and technology, I mean... You're a smart dude. You've got a great pulse on the industry, and appreciate you being on the show. I really uh, appreciate the opportunity. Let's do it again sometime. I'm looking forward to it. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. This is Chef Hyken on Amazing Business Radio, reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.